and McFarland. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Oh, righty then. Now, the McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. It's time for the McFarland Show. Darren and Justin here, and we are live in the Strikers Bear Family Fun Center studio. Damon Keen is alongside for the ride. Hope everybody had a wonderful Christmas. Justin, how are we doing? Doing great. How are you, sir? Doing fantastic. Fantastic, sir. Uh, had a good Christmas, and you know, it's always fun to, you know, I don't have children of my own, but, uh, Got to spend the time with uh, all of my... It's it's rare I get to see all of my nieces and nephews on the same day. And uh, yesterday was the day I got to see uh, all of them on the same day. And that was always cool because I've got one that's that's out of town. But uh, um, but they were in town yesterday. So even though I had to stop at two different houses, it was cool to see them all on the same day. And uh, it's cool when they like their Christmas gifts as well. So you get to see them play with that and there's a whole lot of watch me and a whole mm-hmm. lot of you know <laughs> take a look at this and, and that kind of stuff so uh, a cool day and a, and a great time yep awesome fantastic damon how are we doing i am great i am just blessed to be alive and see another day well that was that well, well done wasn't that, well, well done. thank you very much here's well damon with your daily inspiration <laughs> <laughs> i am too blessed to be stressed <laughs> Matter of fact, actually, honestly, I'm just glad to be back because it was kind of quiet and peaceful. So I'm ready to work. I I missed you guys, actually. Okay. Okay. Wow. Jeez. Mm -hmm. Save it for New Year's, man. Okay. (laughs) Right. Just thought I'd (laughs) it the the right way. New Year's resolution. Try to keep my job going, you know. All right. (laughs) Let's bring in our man, Pat Spurdudo, who uh, you've heard a lot over the last, uh, I guess, week and a half or so. And, uh, Boy, we had uh, we had a, a great response. Appreciate all the help, and we're gonna let Pat uh, kind of tell everybody how it went on Christmas morning. Pat, how we doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Doing fantastic. It was a little bit wet yesterday morning, yeah, but yeah. It, but it worked out nonstop. It did. It really. Uh, let me just say this: it was uh, for you start the day yesterday and and the turnout and the people that helped uh, put everything together you guys obviously justin and darren and, and damon thank you too and and then obviously single tree came through big and then uh birdie bros came through big and of course yogi and robin at yogi's pizzeria and ice cream and their army they had there yesterday morning was incredible putting together 200 meals and and then going out, it was because uh, it was wet. We were a little worried, but sure enough, we kind of worked our way through it. And we got so many people um, in some really tough situations. And, uh, like, I, 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 Darren, I know I told you before we started this year, I said it's going to be a little bit different. And, and I think that, may, that statement may have been unfortunately true where there was, there was more kids out there last year mm-hmm. than I, I mean, than this year than I've seen maybe in a long time. And it, it made it really hard. It made it hard 
and it made you realize how lucky you are and how, how blessed you really are as a, as an individual. And, and we couldn't, we, we gave out 200 meals and probably 150 blankets and, and I don't know, 200 pairs of socks and gloves. 150 gloves mm-hmm. and, and some sweatshirts that we had stored and some, we had some other stuff, toboggan hats stored and, and it's still like we could have if we if we and I probably should have because I would have rather have done that than come home and watch the game. Um, I would have rather <laughs> kept giving out stuff all day, and I know we could have done that. So what a, the message you want to give out is: Hey, when you're downtown, this you know break here that most people have, don't be afraid to help out somebody down there. You know whether it's uh, you know grab go buy them a drink like a, a soda or, or a bottle of water, don't be afraid to help out because the homeless population in Nashville is, is definitely growing. And thanks to you guys and all the people that, that stepped up to this, we made a difference for one day. And, and it's not 365 days, but it was one day, and hopefully it continues to get better. I don't know how you feel about this, um, and I don't want this to come off poorly because that's not what my intentions are but it to me it felt like all the years we've been doing this I don't know again this this is just my feeling and and maybe I'm I I don't know I was still caught up in the moment I'm not sure it felt like and not that this again not that this has been the case where people weren't in the past they have they've always been but I felt like more people were appreciative this year than than before. I, I don't know. I just, it, it felt pretty overwhelming to see kind of the response for almost everyone. And, and look, everybody's got their own story and everybody's got their own reasons and, you know, this and that on why they're in the situation that they're in. But, you know, for the most part, everybody is always been appreciative, but I don't know, for whatever reason, it felt even a little bit more this year. Did you, did you have that feeling or am I just, like I said, just kind of caught up in the moment still? No, I think I think they were appreciative. People were so. There's no doubt they were they were appreciative, and and yeah, it was probably because it wasn't freezing out. They, they were even more appreciative that we were there and helping them out. But the one the one sense that I got, Darren, this was the one year I almost felt like we 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 didn't have enough. Like to to help that many people is great. I think like we could have been out there all day. We literally, if we had headed back, you know, like we were just downtown, we could have gone in different areas. And I think we could have kept going. It could have been going on for hours. And I still don't think we would have got as many people as we, we could have. It was, it was, it was, there was so many people and it was, think about it. We were in a, we were in a rainstorm, you know, we were in the middle of a rainstorm and people were still outside. I know. Yeah. And you're right. And, uh, it is. And we, t- we touched on this. It is definitely more spread out than it's ever been. Right. Sure. Uh, yeah. and yeah. so there's a lot of ground to be, and look, there are things more that I don't know as much about. I know you've done your research. TV. Justin knows more about because that's what he does in the <sighs> morning. They've, they've moved a lot of people around yes. and out. I, I just saw a story this morning where it looks like Atlanta is kind of doing the same thing where they're moving them out of areas. They're picking, you know, I guess certain spots or areas that are like, you can't, 
you know, you, you can't just hang out here. And so the, the city is moving them out. That's happened here. And if you're not on top of all that, you don't know where everybody's going, right? You don't, right. you don't know where right. they, they have right. to find a new place. And right. so, you know, that it does create some challenges, obviously. Yeah. But like I said, I, the, the kid things really scared me. I yeah, mean, it, I don't know it was you. pretty, Oh, it, it was, there's no doubt. I'll, I'll, I'll never forget, you know, that family. So yeah, yeah that's we, hard. Just so you, it, the type of day we had, we were uh, usually we feel really good when we're when we're on our way home. We felt awful. I, I know you did because you were you were like, "What are we gonna do?" It was really hard. Yeah, it was hard to and go home. It really was. That's what I'm saying. It was so hard, and we came and you know we made another trip back down there, and and it was, and I still felt like we could have gone forever. Like we could have gone. Literally, all, we could have gone from ten in the morning, nine thirty in the morning to nine thirty at night, and still not got enough people. And um, it, like I said, just just keep, be conscious, uh, uh, your listeners. If you're out, anything. I know it sounds, but if you pull up to a red light and there's people. Give them something. Don't you don't have to give them money. Give them something. Give them a, a bottle of water. A, you know, stop at Burger King and grab two Big Macs, any, whatever you can do is going to make that one thing is going to make a difference. I know it doesn't sound like much, but it is. You'd be surprised. And that's the best way to say it. We know Ro- Yogi and Robin are oh. rock stars, but I, I, I gotta be honest. Like we, again, we've known this, but like you said, the crew that they had and then the meals that they made for Yogi's pizzeria and, uh, and ice cream. I was just blown away. I mean, these were not just like, you know, throw an apple in a nope. juice box in a, in a brown paper bag and, and hand it out or a bottle of water. No, no, no. They, I mean, they, I was just blown away at uh, the amount that they had this year and just how good. I mean, they, we were handing out legit meals for people who desperately needed meals. Yeah. And and it says so much that the people that come there and helped, and they were they were like it was literally like a machine. I mean, the way they were pulling it from the oven, they were building the the, the biscuit sandwiches, the eggs, and the cheese, and the and the sausage, and and you were watching them put them together, and then but then they had the bagger side. <laughs> it was a, it really was it was like a an, it was a business operation, and and everybody everybody that, that was there just smile on their face, something, you know, it's just tradition to them. They all know that we're going to help somebody else before we go enjoy our day. And, and it says it all. It really does. And, and Justin, you guys at WNSR, and like I said, Singletree, I, I mean, uh, yeah, and uh, Birdie Bros. I mean, everybody was awesome. I, I, again, I could never, never give enough thanks. And, uh, and I just feel like, you know, it, I'm so grateful. I really am. It puts everything in perspective. You know, you know, um, you come back and you watch our debacle and it's like, yeah, you know what? That's really bad, but it's not as bad as it could be. Yep. Uh, real quick on the way out, Greg Pogue, who does a, a show here from nine to 11 in the mornings with John Burton from news channel five, uh, is a part of helping out the new Nashville cats that are coming back in 2024 at Municipal Auditorium, that's where they're going to play their games. You were the head coach the first two go-arounds. You're not going to be the head coach 
the third go around. But I believe who they've hired that's out there publicly now, it's been put out over the weekend, he was on your staff, correct? He was. Dean Kokinos is a – first of all, he's an outstanding man. He's a great father, a great husband. Um, I've known him forever. We we actually played college ball together way back when, and, and um, Dean is a he's, – he's very detailed. He's very organized. He's really smart. He's a, like I said, he's a good man. He's an honest man. He's straightforward. He's been super successful. He won a championship in, in the old arena too, down in Huntsville. And, um, he'll do a great job without question. And, and it'll be a lot of fun. And I'm sure he, he knows the formula. You got to have, you know, there's a lot of really good football players right here in this, this, this area from Murfreesboro to, to all the way to Jackson. And he'll he'll have such a good local flavor, you know. You think about all the the, the schools in that in a you know 150 mile radius. You got you know Western Kentucky, and you got Louisville, obviously Tennessee and Vandy and Memphis, and you know MTSU and Chattanooga. And you, he could even go down into some of the Alabama kids, and he'll put a local flavor in there, and he'll put together a really good football team, and. Uh, you know, I don't know much about the league in that respect and what the competition will be, but I'll be shocked if Dean doesn't have his team completely prepared to, to put on a great product for the, for the people that come and watch the games. Hey, Coach, just real quick on, on that end, I've been meaning to ask you, and obviously we've been talking about more important things, but um, I've been curious from your perspective as somebody who's looking for talent for the next level, the XFL right. and the USFL and arena ball and – you know, the Canadian Football League, all these things have been around in some way, shape, or form. What they haven't done, sir, has been around at the same time like this. Is is right. it too much? Is can can we just not have enough? Or are we watering things down? Like from somebody from your perch, uh can can you just not have enough guys running around in pads and helmets? Well, there's a lot of good football players and, and for different reasons they they fall through the cracks. I mean, you got to realize back when I was coaching, we had a bunch of guys that played in the Arena Football League that ended up playing in the NFL. A couple of Hall of Famers, now now a bunch of guys that are coaches um, and coaches at major yeah. schools. I know, you know, Matt Nagy, our offensive coordinator, was a quarterback in our league. Uh, a guy named Kurt Warner wasn't a bad quarterback in our pretty league. Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, the guys were moving up and down consistently, so it's just sometimes guys get a bad break or they fall into a situation where they don't get a chance, you know, in their, in their beat from the start, you know what I'm saying? So they go into a camp as a free agent and maybe it just doesn't work out and they fall out. And then the next thing you know, okay, the XFL, somebody, nobody in the XFL wants them or the, the USFL or the, you know, or the CFL, or he doesn't want to go to Canada, or, you know, he's back at, at home and he doesn't want to, you know, he doesn't want to leave his, his wife, or he doesn't want to leave. And and that's really some of the circumstances that surrounded the guys that when I coached in the league, they played for us. Like when we came here the first time, uh, luckily the first, you know, the group of that first group of players, Corey Fleming and Andy Kelly and Joe Campbell were local guys that, you know, they were, they had ties into this area. So they were easy guys to get because they wanted to stay here. And then the next thing you know, 
people came there for all the excitement of the entertainment of the game, et cetera, et cetera. And then five, six weeks into the season, they're like, hey, these guys are pretty good. <laughs> they're winning some games. <laughs> and then they started coming because we were winning. And, and you know, you know this, winning winning attracts more people coming to the games. And that's kind of how it it'll work. And I'm sure, like I said, Dean will find guys that are in the area that maybe didn't get the the best shots for them, you know, and then want to take another shot. And, and it ends up revitalizing their career, and it happens. So in, in, to make a, a long answer shorter, there are guys out there that, that want to play and that can play and that just need the opportunity to play. They, they're always out there. I mean, there's a guy that, that I'll give a great story. That there's a kid that was delivering beer, a little returner named, uh, his last name was Lewis. He was in uh, Michael Lewis. He was in New Orleans. He was delivering beer. They were having a tryout, and he was driving by the tryout. He stopped in New Orleans at the tryout in his work clothes, put on, took off his, his boots, put on a pair of sneakers, went out and ran a 4-3-40 and played one year in the Arena League and then four years with the New Orleans Saints as their returner. So that's an example of it's just the right break, right break, right time, right situation. And lo and behold, you got a player. Wow. Great stuff, Pat. Uh, as always, thanks again for everything that you do um, and your family. Thank you guys. And uh, it was fantastic yet again. And um, thanks for doing this as always, man. You guys are awesome. Thank you both. And, and all three of you actually in there and, Again, thanks uh, to the city because they, they, they know what's up and, and we're going to continue to help those who need help. So appreciate you guys. Uh, right back at you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thanks, Coach. Pat Spurduto. We'll take a break. We'll come back. On the other side, we'll hear what Mike Vrabel had to say today after their loss to Seattle. And uh, we'll also get your reactions as well. More coming here on the McFarland Show, Nashville Sports Radio. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Michael Fabiano here, and if you want even more excitement on game day, it's time to get on prize picks, the best way to win big on fantasy sports. Here's how it works. Just pick two to six players and choose more or less on their stats. If you get them right, you can win up to 25 times your cash. It's quick and easy to make your picks, and with fast and safe deposits and withdrawals, prize picks is the place to play this season. Prize Picks has awesome weekly promotions, and they're the only daily fantasy platform with an injury insurance policy, keeping you in the game even if one of your players goes down. Watch your entry update in real time and continue the fun by making picks on second half and fourth quarter stats. And right now, when you go to prizepicks.com slash primetime and use code primetime, Prize Picks is matching your first deposit up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash primetime with code primetime for a 100% deposit match. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy, must be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for details. In Tennessee, 967,430 people struggle with hunger, and 295,570 of them are children. That's one in seven who struggle with hunger. 
and one in five are children. People who are hungry are not necessarily living on the streets. They may be in your child's classroom, in your neighborhood, or just down the street. In addition, many of these people live in food deserts, which are areas more than 10 miles from the nearest grocery store. Often there are limited resources to get food and the only option is fast food or convenience markets. While processed food may help with hunger pangs, it provides little to no nutrition. What began in 2008 as a dream to buy land, grow food and give it away has recently developed into a way to serve and impact more individuals in the community. God has blessed our mission to be a healthy food source to those in need so much by Faith Farm had to create a nonprofit to continue meeting the need in the community on a larger scale. Visit ByFaithFarm.com to get involved. That's ByFaithFarm.com. Jackson Boone Racing. The youngest driver at age 19 to win the coveted Pro Late Model Series Championship at Nashville Fairground Speedway. Jackson Boone Racing. A local kid and Page High graduate who's been winning races since he was eight years old. Jackson Boone Racing. Come join Red Street Records and Roy's Meat Service along with the Boone Group, a market leader for your home financing needs. In supporting this rising star, visit JacksonBooneRacing.com to see how you can be a part of the journey and join us running up front. Jackson Boone Racing. Grind into the new year. Catch Ja, Jaron, Dez, and your Memphis Grizzlies as they take on the Sacramento Kings this Sunday at 7 p.m. Get ready to celebrate a new year and a star-studded show. Secure your tickets for the Grizzlies New Year's Eve game by visiting grizzlies.com. Give the gift of Grizz this holiday season with a six-game holiday pack. The best prices on the season's best matchups, including the Lakers, Clippers, and more. Holiday pack starting at just $30 per game. Visit grizzlies.com slash packs for more information. The day after Christmas, but we didn't play it before on the show. Yes, we did. Did we? Yeah, it was just we were out in remotes most of the days, oh, so we really okay. didn't hear it as clearly. I didn't remember hearing the Christmas music. We had other things going on. Okay. It was a busy week last week. Yeah, it was. Uh, back here on the McFarland Show, we're live here in the Shikersbury Family Fun Center studio. Titans fall to the Seahawks 20 to 17. Quite a week for the Seahawks, by the way. Yeah. Two yeah. huge wins. Yeah. Um, before we get into this, because if we get into this, we'll never get to this audio that Mike Vrabel, uh, he talked to the media today. So yeah. let's play a little bit of it. Okay. And then we'll react. We'll we'll talk with Vince at 320. So we've got some time to react to everything that's been going on. So let's hear a little bit of Mike Vrabel today talking to the media as they get prepared for their final two games you know, of the regular season. Too many of those plays that, you know, that, that get you beat, you know. And so, you know, we've got, you know, I was excited to be able to play uh, young, some young guys that really took advantage of the opportunity. And uh, whether that's on special teams or offense and defense, you know, but uh, – you know, I don't know if it's, it's not being able to, to finish. It's just being able to, uh, you know, get in those positions. And, and, again, we came from behind in Miami, you know, gave up the score there yesterday and, or a couple of days ago, you know, and then just really um, didn't get into that last drive, 
you know, how we needed to. That's That was probably the most disappointing thing. When you look at DeAndre Hopkins just individually, you know, he's 69 yards or 61 yards, I think it is, from 1K. You guys haven't had that in a while. As you look back, you know, how much has he been a, a plus for you guys? Yeah, I mean, roster? he's been uh, everything that, that we've wanted. You know, I know that he uh, and we all would, would wish that things were different and that we would, uh, you know, had won more games up until this point. But I appreciate his attitude, his willingness, his competitiveness, uh, you know, each and every week. And, uh, you know, he'll, we'll find ways to, to hopefully have him help us this week and, uh, and, and moving forward. From your perspective, how much has he been a steady and influence for your rookie quarterback in Levitt? Well, I, you know, I think that that's, that's something that's been there. I think that, you know, early on they've had, you know, conversations. And, again, Hop's played a lot of years and – you know, he's seen a lot of different coverages and things happen out there. And, um, you know, so the most important thing is that those guys are on the same page. Uh, there's nothing more important than that relationship. Uh, if I'm a receiver, I'm going to make sure that the quarterback, you know, knows where I'm going to be. So I think that they've worked hard on that. Um, you know, we'll see. You know, hopefully they can, you know, do that this week. Well, I guess since last week, you're still hoping to get him. Uh, yeah, I, w- I mean, I think he'll try to practice tomorrow. Uh, you know, probably in a in a limited basis, but I think that he's uh, better. He's improved, and uh, he's been working hard to to get back like everybody else. Do you feel like it's important to get him work if he's able to do it? I do, I do. I think that those are um, you know invaluable reps. I uh, would anticipate a um, you know great road environment. Gentry and I, you know, playing, playing on a road and in a loud environment and being able to handle the operation and, and work the offense. And, you know, I know that that's something that that's always critical. So what would I want everybody that can play to, to possibly play? It wasn't very close. It wasn't close enough. How do you explain? Go ahead, Corey. How do you explain Danico at this point in his career? I mean, is it DNA? Is it preparation? Well, I think it's a lot of it is uh, is will. A lot of it is his core values, his competitive spirit. You know, going back to when he was undrafted uh, and having that mentality every single day of his career, whether he was a free agent that was sought after to go to Indy or that came here, having that same mindset. Uh, and mentality. Um, so that's probably in his fabric to 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 be like that, and uh, you know, he's continued to improve, continued to understand the game. He's a very instinctive player, and you know, plays inside, plays outside for us. Does, does a lot of different things. How do you think Ruppy showed up in there uh, in his first start? Well, I thought Ruppy. You know, you saw him around a pile a lot. So I appreciate one the, the the willingness to to go and finish and try to protect the guy with the ball. I thought that uh, you know tried to play you know physical and try to you know help us in the middle of the pocket. You know, there was some mistakes, but yeah, I thought he held up okay and was confident in how he would play based on you know what we saw uh, you know in Tampa when he went in there. He punted on a I think it was fourth and four from there forty two. What was the rationale there? Well, it just felt like our defense was playing well and, uh, you know, could could potentially, you know, pin them. What, what, uh, 
three 15 yarders and I guess the Mike Brown when I was curious about that one is that an automatic um, flag there around the knees or how'd you interpret that call uh, optics I guess why don't you tell me what you saw Jim tell me which ones you liked and you didn't like Let's yeah, go like, from I'm there. I'm assuming you didn't like it. Because they're not going to find you. Yeah, well, I'm assuming you didn't like any of them. I'm in the hole here for yeah. Christmas, so. Okay, so I, I guess maybe instead of getting you to. Jaleel grabbed the guy's face mask. Right. I, I will tell you this. That crew, uh, they, they lead the league in a wide margin, very wide margin for unnecessary roughness. Just like I don't think Diggs's hit against Traylon was a defenseless receiver, was dirty. I thought he hit him in the chest. thought it was a very, very good hard hit, a physical hit. Keep going. I'll respond as you go on. Yeah, and I I'm not getting you to question the call. Wallow had a, had a hands and a face on a kickoff, I guess, and there's 20 guys running yeah. into each other. Their hands are going to probably end up around their face every once in a while. So you, you want guys to play hard. But yeah, I mean, we, yeah, I, mean ball, I think Jaleel, you know, if a guy after the play is, is driving you, uh, you know, and you grab him by the face mask and jerk him down. Like, they usually see the second guy, right? So I tell you, I mean, Jaleel knows better. Motion's got the best of him, whatever. You mentioned yeah. on Sunday, I mean, the call is in their favor or would have been in their favor, but for officials to kind of keep their hands in their pocket when they don't see something on Metcalf's touchdown, I mean, is that guy's just kind of – Oh, I don't know. I mean, I, again, it just, uh, you know, I'll, when I go watch Carter play baseball, I think the best thing is a decisive call. Ball, strike, safe, out, so that everybody knows. And then, you know, there's a challenge mechanism uh, in, in our league and, and, you know, obviously in the major leagues that, that can then go. But, you know, blow the whistle. Our, our guys are coached um, and, and taught – to, to play through the, the whistle, play to the whistle, uh, and finish and block their guy, just like you saw Raider doing it at times. They say, OJ, I mean, these guys are trying to finish. And when you want the play to end or when the officials think the play's over, blow the whistle. And then when the end of the play is, and just give a signal or throw the flag or whatever you're going to do, but just do something and be decisive. And then that way everybody knows and, you know, we can – challenge the play in Pete's instance or you know if it was a touchdown then it was going to be automatically reviewed that's all what do you think the run game was more effective on Sunday well I thought we did a better job of getting in the line of scrimmage I thought we did a better job of you know getting the backers and then we had some missed opportunities we had three screens that should have had you know explosive gains uh with with Mason and Tajay and Derek you know whether it was a block or cut you know we had some good runs we had some Runs, you know, we need to, you know, block them better. But, uh, you know, guys were trying to compete, try to finish, and and gave us, uh, you know, some efficient runs there. Mike, a young guy like Trey, he gets thrown in the fire and kind of struggles a bit at times. What what goes into the, to the coaching of that up this week in regards to you and his position coach and such? Does that have to get him, obviously, you know, right back out there to play? Yeah, I mean, it's pro football, and those guys are talented players, and, you know, making sure that you're playing with good technique and you're playing with a competitive spirit to, to challenge. You know, it's a tough place out there playing corner. Uh, you know, Trey's been out there. and Trey's challenged for us, made some plays, and, you know, 
they 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 made some plays the other day on on him and you know he's got to be willing to come back and compete and learn another opponent learn about some of the guys on this roster character wise I don't know if that evaluation process is you know still ongoing with especially it absolutely is. I, I think I got a pretty good idea about the character of most of these guys but they're they're more than uh, willing to or more than capable of proving me right or wrong um, this week and you know against Jacksonville you, um... Houston Go ahead. I said this week and then. Oh, sorry. Apologies. <laughs> Multitasking, sorry. You, you had talked in the past, we'd asked about rolling Will out, and you talked about kind of the sacrifices you made in terms of cutting the field in half and it not necessarily being worth it a lot of times. You roll, it seemed to roll Tannehill out a, a decent amount in this game. So I'm curious what made it different. Well, we, yeah, you know, I mean, I think just uh, – the, the health or one, you know, I mean, you made like a, you know, a, a bootleg, you know, one was a, was a rollout that wasn't successful and we've moved Will, you know, we've moved Ryan and, um, you know, I think just some of that is based on, on what you think you're going to get out on the outside. If you're going to get some sort of, you know, man coverage, I would say that in uh, uh, most critical uh, two point conversion of the season in Miami, Will was rolling out. So I don't know what, what else, you know what I mean? Like it's just pretty much situational and kind of what you think you're going to get. I mean, they zone it off. You know, it's not going to be great. I know Jeffrey uh, probably loved to play again this year, but decision made to put him on our last week. Just He just wouldn't gonna be able to protect himself and play. Yeah, no, he was. I mean, the decision, these are hard decisions. I mean, everybody that – ultimately uh, goes on IR, especially at this point in time in the season, you know, they're disappointed. They, they want to be out there. And, but we also have an obligation to, to put 48 guys out there that, you know, can, can help us win. And those guys weren't going to be available. And the ones that we put on IR weren't going to be available this week. So we started there um, with, with those players that, that weren't going to be available this week. There you go. A good, healthy dose of Mike Vrabel today speaking to the media after their 2017 loss to the Seahawks. Texans this week down in Houston finish up the season against Jacksonville. Are you sure? Here. Yes. Because yes. Coach Vrabel seemed to think, I think, but, you know, apparently he thought maybe that. That was an awkward exchange. I'm not sure exactly what happened there, whose lines were crossed, but, you know, there seemed to be uh, something going on. But, yes, Texans and Titans. Playing this weekend, this week in Houston. There's this week yes. in Houston, mm-hmm. and then the the last one's the Jags. Here. Yeah, yeah. Then that game will happen next year, technically. Yes, 2024. Yes, we'll come back. We'll react to what Mike Vrabel had to say. We'll react to what happened over the weekend. We also can take your reaction as well. Six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. As you listen to the McFarland Show here live in the Strike is Bear Family Fun Center Studio. Fill the halls with shouts of winning. Fa la 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 la. Tis the season to be giving. Fa la 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 la. Instant games to friends and family. Fa la 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 la. 
Join the joyous cash prize carol. Ba la 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 la. With top prizes up to $500,000, holiday instant games from the Tennessee Lottery make grand gifts. Find them at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer today. Please play and gift responsibly. Bob's Steak and Chop House, located in the Omni Nashville Hotel, is a nationally renowned steakhouse specializing in the finest corn-fed Midwestern prime beef. The menu formula is simple. Incredible meat, gigantic shrimp, fabulous salads, and decadent desserts. Start your experience at Bob's with the fried calamari or fresh scallops seared in Texas burnt honey. All the beef at Bob's Steak and Chop House are USDA prime cuts. From the traditional fillet of tenderloin and ribeye to the adventurous Kansas City bone-in strip. They even have two different surf and turf options. And if you're looking for the other white meat, Bob's Steak and Chop House serves a dry-aged pork tomahawk with homemade applesauce. Fresh seafood is on the menu from salmon to scampi and even fresh lobster tail. For reservations, give them a call or log on to the Omni Nashville Hotel website. Bob's Steak and Chop House at the Omni Nashville Hotel. Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS or our services cost you nothing. The first one 100 people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you. We promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800 it's a Bill King show. We created a rule decades ago on the show. Weddings, things of that nature during the playing portion do not get consideration. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Weddings are meant for the spring. They do not get consideration during the playing portion of the season. That's just the way we work it around here. That's the way we play it around here. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. Your exclusive national sports radio, WNSR Skyscan Forecast. For this afternoon, we'll have a mix of clouds and sunshine, high 56. Partly cloudy tonight, low 32. Sunshine Wednesday, can't rule out an afternoon shower, high 54. Utilizing the resources of the Weatherbug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio, WNSR. Everybody had a, a Merry Christmas. We're going to be on until Thursday this week. So just like last week, we'll be off Friday and Monday. Okay. Going into the new year. Good to know. Back here on the McFarland Show. Darren and Justin here with you. We are live in the Strike Spare Family Fund Center studio. Damon Keene is alongside. Our number is 615-844-5600. A lot of things have happened 
since we've been off the airwaves when we were at Birdie, Birdie Bros in Hendersonville on Thursday. One of them was us talking about the Titans losing to the Seahawks 20-17. to 17. Damon said to me during the break, so I guess they're just going to finish 5-12, and 12, huh? And I said, yep. Yep, that's what it feels like. 5-12, and 12, I guess. Who knows? What What's sad to me, <laughs> this is what I was thinking about over the weekend. What's sad to me is how this season has been wasted. And I'm going to tell you why. Mm. The division is so gettable. Everybody in the AFC South lost this weekend. I mean, the Texans have everything to play for. The Colts have everything to play for. The Jags have everything to play for. And everybody lost. Titans had nothing to play for. They still lost. The entire division lost. Three teams are eight and seven. The division is so gettable this year, and yet they're not a part of that race. Three teams that are eight and seven. Jags are going the wrong way, by the way. Although the Texans, with all their injuries, you could say they're going the wrong way. And I guess the Colts are just kind of doing what they've been doing all year. Win some, lose some, win some, lose some. Yeah. And somebody's going to win the division. Yes, they are. And somebody's going to host a, a playoff game. Yes, they are. And I just feel like it's what a waste that they, you know, they're going to have <laughs> this type of season when the division was so there for the the taking. You know, in previous years, Colts, Texans, you know, they went twelve games, thirteen games. I mean, they run. You know, they they deserve to win the division. Eh, not this year. South is. Pretty lame. South is not um, lighting it on fire this year. That is for sure. Um, however, I do not feel like, I, I disagree with you thoroughly. I do not feel like this year was a race, uh, was a waste at all. Uh, I feel like this year uh, is going to end up being um, pretty useful to the long-term future of the Tennessee Titans, I hope. Um and uh, far more useful than I think winning the division uh, was going to be, unless, unless, under one condition, would this year have been useful. Uh, and that is Will Levis uh, would have been the, the guy to lead them into uh, being the person to actually win the division. That could have been useful if Will Levis would have been the guy to lead them to win a division. Outside of that, there, there is zero need Zero, none, zero need, I see, for a team led by Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry to win the division uh, for this football team. Uh, I think these are necessary pains that this football team needs to go through for the betterment of the long-term future of the team. This team needs to get younger. This team needs to change directions. This team needs a total, complete makeover, and you cannot do it by continuing to uh, patch it up in certain areas. I don't think it needs a patch up. I think it needs to burn down to the studs and start over. And if it wins, then it's less likely that that is going to be the case. If it wins, then you're bringing back Denico Autry. If it wins, then Kevin Byard is still here. If it wins, no, 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 no. This thing needs to go. And if this, and the only way this thing goes is if it loses. So I know it's painful. I know it stinks. I know the division is down. 
But if the team is going to win the Super Bowl, which is my ultimate wish for the team, is not just to win the division again. There's plenty of division banners and T-shirts around everywhere. I, I you know, if they're going to win the, if they're going to win the whole thing, they got to do better than this. And uh, you know, and, th- and that's just my feeling about. It. And I understand other people are have said that, and I've heard that sentiment out there. I really have, and I get it. I get it. What sentiment? That this year is a waste. Oh. And that this year, I haven't heard that. I, I, okay, I didn't know that was a theme out there. That I'm saying just, it's a theme. That was just uh, my. It's not a theme. Those I'm are my just, thoughts. No, 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 I'm just saying that I've heard other people express that well, same that same line of thinking. I just don't see the. A, I mean, if there were some juggernauts in the AFC, I'd be like, okay, look, okay, what's, what? It's probably like going back to some of the Predators years here recent, where sure. fans were like, what's the point? I mean, you're gonna get in there in the first round. You're gonna play Colorado. And you get your brains beat in, right? Okay, yeah. so the sentiment was, what, what are we doing here? Why, why go to the playoffs? Like, you're, not, you're not anywhere near being one of the better teams in the Western Conference. Well, I mean, I get it. We're all going to be caught up today. Oh, my gosh. The Baltimore Ravens are invincible, and they're the greatest. And I, I get all that. And, and yes, currently they're the number one seed in the AFC. Yeah, they can be beat But though. the Titans, this this team, yeah, this team, yeah. Just went down to Miami on Monday Night Football yeah. and beat the Dolphins in historic fashion. Yes, they did. It's never been done. Yes, they did. And this Titans team mm-hmm. beat the Dolphins, and yes. the Dolphins are the number two seed in the AFC. That is correct. And they're playing Baltimore this week for the one seed yes. in the AFC. That is correct. It's just not murder. I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't know. I can't wait till tomorrow's top ten. I, I don't know what's going on with them. I mean, this this team. Yeah. You know, sure, sure. If you if you saw the Raiders yesterday, you saw that coming. Then I mean, good on you. But losing at home, there, uh, you know, to the Raiders, nah. on Christmas Day, nah. Uh, yeah, no, I didn't see that. coming. No, no, I didn't either. I, I didn't see them like never even coming close to winning that game. I mean, yeah, I mean they kind of late, but really they were playing catch up the whole game. Yeah, they, they, were, were. they were behind the whole game. Yeah, they just weren't themselves. So. Or maybe they are themselves. I don't know. Mm. That's what we're going to talk about tomorrow. Sure. I'm just saying you look at the AFC and you're like, eh, oh, okay. I just think it's waste. It's a waste that they've put themselves in this position. I'm not I'm not saying, man, they should have been. I'm saying it's a shame they've put themselves in this position because I think not only is the division there to be had, the conference is there to be had if they had more talent. If they had been smarter oh, with wow. their draft picks, okay, well, okay, well, that's a whole other thing. In other words, if they had their stuff together, yeah, this team could be vying oh, for yes. a championship. Okay, that's a different story. Yes, it's but, it's not the murderer's row that we thought the AFC was going to be going into the season. Now I get it, you know, Cincinnati's had tough luck; they've lost their quarterback, but so do the Browns, and they lost their star running back, and they've got a. 50-year-old quarterback out there slinging it around like he's yeah. 15 years younger. Yeah. Like he's playing with the Ravens in 2012. Yeah. I don't know how you explain that. Again, we'll talk a lot about that tomorrow with our top 10. It just it feels so wasted when I just I look around the league or I look around the AFC and I'm like, and the AFC South, and I'm like, wow. If you had, you know, done things a little bit differently the last couple of years. This could be, you know, we'll be talking about that team 
a team vying for the number one seed. Yeah, Again. no, if they had more talent or if the talent that they drafted actually played up to its potential, then yeah, then yeah, it could be a very different team. But I'm just saying the current team they've got out there, I think it needs, I, it's got to go. And again, the only way it can go is that it's it's got to fail. And so, and and it's doing that. It, you know, and Mike Vrabel mentioned in his comments that a lot of younger guys are getting the chance to play. Uh, a lot of the guys are injured reserve now. They're on injured reserve because they know the season's over is why they're on injured reserve. There's no way yep. there would be this many guys on injured yep. reserve if they still were playing for playoff spots. I just don't believe that at all. Guys are shut down because there's nothing to play for, um, which is what is needed to try to evaluate younger guys and figure out who needs to be here and who doesn't. And the offseason has already begun for the Titans, which I think is a great thing. It's not a good thing. It's a great thing. And let everybody else slug themselves out for whatever's left for this season. But this season is over for the Titans, as Mike Vrabel has already expressed. As, again, there was some confusion that we're not even sure Mike Vrabel knows who which team they're playing this weekend. And to be honest... It matters, but it doesn't. It doesn't matter. They're playing Houston this weekend and Jacksonville the next weekend. But it, it it's all good. It does. This is about getting to March and April and making the decisions there that's going to shape the future of this football team. They had guys like Keandre Coburn, Caleb Murphy, which I guess some people are familiar with. Yeah, Caleb Murphy's been He's here been a little there. bit. Yeah. Quentin Bohanna, Garrett Wallow. Yeah. Marlon Davidson. Yes. Otis Reese the fourth. Davidson actually made a play. Yeah, he did. He actually he did. You're right. A big play. Though they had guys like that running around there on yeah. Sunday. Yeah. But I mean, I know this is what happens this time of year, but to your point of it, the all of a sudden we get off the air on Thursday and there's just by the time they get to you know, well before kickoff. Uh, against Seattle, they had put, I felt like, half their roster on. Yeah, it's a preseason roster. (laughs) Right. It's like, when do we get to the preseason? Right. All right, let's take our final break. Come back, wrap up the first hour of the McFarland Show next. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 95% cheaper and you can get it online? Just go to hymns.com slash joy. Through Hymns, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands at up to 95% off. That's right, get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but for 95% less. It's the same medication, still prescribed by a licensed medical provider, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, hymns.com slash joy. That's hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit, himscom slash J-O-Y. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. 
Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. I like putting parlay bets together, hammering the overs, and anytime player touchdown bets always have me on the edge of my seat. So if you're ready to do the same, visit FanDuel.com win and kick off the NFL season. That's FanDuel.com win. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus in President Kentucky. First online real money wager only $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as is non withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Prince's Hot Chicken, Nashville's original hot chicken, with three locations serving Middle Tennessee, south on Nolensville Road, 5th and Broad, downtown, and the new location at Tanger Outlet Mall. You can now order your favorite flavor of heat online at princesshotchicken.com. And don't forget dessert, including special holiday pies. Prince's Hot Chicken in three locations and princesshotchicken.com. Prince's Hot Chicken, Nashville's original hot chicken, it's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. The vest got a lot of attention. Right. So is there a blue vest coming? The vest had been dormant for a minute, but uh, it gets a chance to make an appearance uh, sometime in the immediate future. Right. And, and when it comes out, you're going to see some variations. Uh, and I'm excited about the vest. The vest uh, it gets a chance to be donned in the mid-state area. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Mike Vrabel, in the press conference that we played, talked about the crew and the unnecessary roughness calls. Okay. Where apparently they lead the league, that crew that was here on Sunday. Or Saturday. No, Sunday. Was it Sunday? Sunday. These days are running together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was Sunday, Christmas Eve. Um, That they, I guess, lead the league, that crew. Because, you know, they have stats on... All sure. these crews, sure. they lead. Sure, this, sure. this crew leads the league in holding calls, and so I guess this crew was all about unnecessary. Every crew roughness. has tendencies. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. they do. Yep, it's real. I, I will say this on the Mike Brown hit. I saw my I saw Mike Vrabel's response on the sidelines. He was not happy about it, and I I watched it several times in slow mo. I I agree with him. That hit on Geno Smith by Mike Brown is it Mike Brown right? And that's 44? Yes. Number 44? Yes. Right? Um, I believe so. Yeah, Mike Brown. Yes. I, I thought he hit Geno Smith in the waist, in the midsection. I would agree. Is that, is that, I mean, I, I didn't know that was a penalty. I mean, it's I know not, low. But they, they threw it, you know. Again, certain things are penalties, and, 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 this is, and this is the reality of the league. Things are penalties when the referee throws flag. That's it. it, it you know, there is no... There is no, you know, higher power to go to on things like that, on things like unnecessary roughness, on things like holding. They they can't pick up the flag on reviews. They are whatever the crew says they are at the time of the call. That's just it. I will so, say this. Geno Smith did a great job of selling it. Because if you notice, he kind of like, I don't know how to describe it. 
the yeah. way he kind of flopped, flopped backwards like he had been hit low. Well, I think he sold it well. Some will argue that the Mason Kimsey call was a flop. As a matter of fact, the announcers called it as a flop. Yeah, I agree. 100%. So, yeah. and they called that unnecessary roughness as well. So I think that one went against the Titans, but that went for well, the them. Mason Kinsey. Yeah, the Mason went for Kinsey the Titans. Went for yeah. them. And I think the other one, I agree with Mike Rabel again. The uh, what was it the Quandre Diggs? Yes. Hit on Burks. I was like, really? Mm-hmm. And even he said that. He's yeah. Like, I mean, so I guess some went for them, some went against them. Yeah. I guess it all evens out. Well, it evens out because they're all throwing it out there together. There. All right. We'll come back. Hour number two. We'll continue the discussion. More of the McFarland Show next. Five sixty AM, ninety five nine FM, Brentwood, Nashville, one zero seven nine FM, Smyrna, Nashville's first twenty four hour sports station, WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. ABC News, I'm Michelle Franzen. Israel signaling it's expanding its military campaign in central Gaza, targeting Hamas. And Hamas says no to a proposed ceasefire deal. A top advisor for Israel's prime minister at the White House today for key talks, ABC's Jay O'Brien has details. We know that administration officials have publicly advocated for a two-state solution with the Palestinian Authority, which governs the West Bank, perhaps playing some role in Gaza. And so the question becomes, what does this meeting and the continued communication that the White House has been having with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, the president spoke with him just this weekend, what kind of impact does this have as the conflict continues? Sweden is one step closer to becoming a new NATO member. Turkey's Foreign Affairs Committee giving its consent the Full parliament, though, still needs to vote to approve Sweden's bid. And the after-Christmas rush is on. Millions of travelers flying and driving, with storms, though, also impacting some plans. This is ABC News. When my daughter gets a cold, <coughs> I have a secret weapon. Dayquil Kids Berry from Vicks. Dayquil Kids is specially formulated to treat kids' most bothersome cold and cough symptoms quickly. And the best part is that Dayquil Kids Berry tastes really great. Aren't you supposed to be resting? Maybe. Dayquil Kids Berry. The kids' berrylicious daytime congestion, coughing, stuffy head, stuffy nose, just for kids. Medicine. Safe for kids six years plus. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. We all know that Nashville life can get hectic. In the middle of all the madness that is life, don't forget to take care of yourself. Treat yourself to Nashville's ultimate relaxation experience at Macara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel. With services for men and women, Macara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel is your one-stop shop for full-body treatment. Begin your experience in the exquisite relaxation room, then enjoy a full-body treatment or even a couple's massage before finishing in the salon. Located on the fourth floor of the Omni 
Nashville Hotel. Mokar Spa is Nashville's highest quality self-care oasis. To book your experience or gain information on packages, call Mokar Spa today at 615-761-3600. Again, 615-761-3600. Or log on to theomnihotel.com. And with every booking, you'll have free valet parking and rooftop pool access to enjoy the Music City skyline. And through Labor Day, enjoy the fourth floor spa terrace for only $20. Mokara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. You can't handle the truth. It's about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. Now back to the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Drop me the money! Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Alrighty then. Now, The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. Second hour of the McFarland Show rolling along here on this Tuesday afternoon. Hope everybody had a wonderful Christmas and off to a good start to this week. 615-844-5600 is how you get in touch with us. We are the McFarlands. Darren and Justin here with you. We're live in the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Damon Keene is alongside. We'll check in with our man Vince Ferrara, who's down in Tampa. I don't know if it's sunny, Tampa. I don't know what the weather is like down there it's, it's gloomy across most of the united say, states today not great um but i haven't checked in tampa but we'll check i'll check it out for uh for vents coming up here in a few so i'll check it out and i think the temperature is supposed to get colder as the week goes along right maybe it is possible yeah a flurry that s word a flurry possibly possibly yes could uh, by the end of the week, but we'll see. We shall see. Ooh. So we'll check in with Vince Ferraris. He's getting ready for the Cheez-It Bowl down there. He's doing his, uh, I think he said he was doing his show today and tomorrow from Tampa. He's down there visiting his family. That's where they're from. Vince is a proud grad of South Florida, but uh, Tennessee and Iowa. It, it, look, there's a bowl game going on right now. We've got in one of the studios, what, 10 to 9. Yes, yeah, the Quick Lane Bowl. Boston. I think that's uh, Detroit. Boston College and Minnesota. It's, no, 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 no. It's not Boston College. Who is it? This is uh, Bowling Green. Bowling Green in Minnesota. It's yeah. 10 to 9 in the third quarter. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Bowling Green in Minnesota. 10 to 9 Bowling Green. I, I will tell you this. Minnesota's 5 and 7, by the way. It's just hard. It's hard for me to get into these bowls because have you seen the opt out list for Florida State? Yeah. God. It's pretty long. It's like, do they have a team? They do. What? Just a lot what? of guys who probably haven't seen the field a whole lot. I'll, I'll tell you this. I used to love bowl pools. I did bowl pools every year. I couldn't wait. The, the confidence the confidence bowl pool, you know, where you like if there's 31 bowls, like you go, you know, one through 31. That's how you rank them, and that's how you get your points, right? If yeah. this is the game you felt the strongest about, your bowl game that you felt the strongest that's your 31-point game, right? The game that you had no feelings on, let's say Bowling Green, Minnesota, that's like my one-point game, right, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You, or you have the number low. I, I did that for years and years and years. I loved the bowl pool, uh, the confidence bowl pool, I guess yeah. is the best way to put it. 
I, I haven't done one well, in years. Now all the games are at a one Just now, aren't because, they? Yes. No, that, thank you. That's my point. You're making my point. Exactly. That's right. Because it's so hard to keep up. Now you've got the, the added transfer portal element, right? So mm-hmm. you've got the portal. You've got just guys going, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. I'm going to the draft, so I'm just out. Thanks, everyone. Not playing. And the transfer portal. And you just teams that don't want to be there. Coaches that have been fired. And I know the coaches being fired has been, you know, that's, that's always been in play because obviously that does happen. But it is virtually impossible in my view, in my mind, to have any real, uh, again, confidence on who you think is going to win a bowl game. No. Because you're just literally flipping a coin on every game. No, you don't know who's out there. You don't know who's You don't know who's sitting down. You don't know who's half playing. You don't know who's playing for their life and livelihood because that's what's not being talked about. You got a lot of guys um, who are not playing because uh, they're going to the draft. You got a couple of other guys out here who are playing like this is their Super Bowl because this is their last chance to get on film because they're not being invited to the Senior Bowl. They're not going to have another game after this. This is literally it for them. So you got some of that going on out there as well. So, But you don't know any of that. So putting money on some of these bowl games, good luck with that. You know, you know, the, the, the complete picture is not in front of you. It's not in front of you. And here's the other part about this, Darren. How long, and you, and we haven't seen it yet, not in mass, but how long is it before we start to see some of these guys sitting out of actual playoff games? How long is it before we see the starting quarterback for one of the top 12 teams saying, you know, I've got a couple of million dollars waiting for me in the National Football League. I'm good. Well, what's interesting is, okay, so you you throw out that element. I'll give you another element. At what point, if these guys are truly going to make millions of dollars in college, at what point are they going to tell them, hey, we're no different than the pros. You're signing a contract. If we're giving you a million dollars for this season, you're seeing it through the end. Well, who you know what I mean? Who is they? Well, I guess well, that, all these schools now have these initiatives, right? They all have yeah. this group that they go through for. Well, that's still getting organized. So, well, I know, but some already have it. In, most most of them have already in place, intact, right? Where they help? Mm. Well, they're helping the. I guess what I'm getting at is so okay. Just pick a you know, fill in the blank company, or, yeah, or booster. I guess yeah. it doesn't matter. Booster, company, whatever. Well, we're giving this this person $1.3 million for this yeah, season. For the season here. Well, I need, I, you know what? I've decided, and we're in the playoffs. And this is, let's go next year, 12-team playoff. They're the 11 seed. I'm out. I'm supposed to be a high draft pick. I'm supposed to be top 10. I'm out. At what point do we have the, wait a minute, no, you're not. You're talking about your, your, your concentrate on your future. Well, yeah. actually, your future started when we gave you one point three million dollars this season. Here's the problem, Darren. You're going to have to make the payout for that a lot higher than even what you're giving them because the the, the problem that you're going to have is uh, C.J. Stroud is a good example. C.J. Stroud uh, got twenty three million dollars in the signing bonus uh, as the number two pick in the in the draft this year for the Houston Texans. 
Um, if you dare me not to play in the playoff game and you, I've signed a $1.3 million contract, I'm going to look at you and look at your $1.3 million and you, let's say you find me $700,000 because I decided not to play in the, in the, in the playoff game, I'm going to say, well, thank you, and I'll write you a check. Uh, you can get it coming up in May, and I'm not playing. Yeah. Um, because, you know, the money in the NFL still outweighs anything that they're making college football. And, and, there, and there are campaigns, and I've seen this, there are campaigns going on where people are saying, well, they're making just as much in college as the— no. Stop! Stop that! That's a lie and a fallacy. They are not. That is not true. No, I'm not saying that it's equal money. I'm saying if you're paying that money, you, Justin McFarlane, who owns whatever. Sure. And you're like, hey, bro, I stroked you the check. Yeah. Or I Venmoed you or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Sure. Bitcoin, whatever. I you. Yeah. This is... I want you on the field because I I paid for this season for you. I, I better make... I better make the you penalty I mean? like, pretty substantial. So how do you? I'm just wondering how is that going to work? Like how weird is that? Going I don't. To get? Th- I don't think you better make the penalty pretty substantial. You, well, you know those those conversations are going to happen. Oh yeah, they're going to happen. And quite honestly, the way I look at it is, I I would understand it if you paid for somebody 1.5 million dollars for this upcoming season, and they're like, yeah, peace out. We're in the we're in the playoffs. Obviously, you care about the university enough to pay a player. $1.5 million, right? Sure. So you care. You are all in on you're your, all in. Your, your university. Yeah, that's you're great. You're in the playoffs. So yeah. if you're an all-in booster or alum, you're like, uh, you're not bailing on us now. We need you. I paid you. So well, how weird is that going to get when that conversation It can be happens? as weird as it wants to be, but you, I know what's not weird is big bank beats little bank uh, still. And if big bank is being promised in the NFL and the in the version or in the form of first round draft pick signing bonuses. There's not enough money currently, not currently anyway, in college football to, to, to beat out whatever they're getting paid in signing bonuses in the NFL. And so if you ask a young man to go out and risk his potential multi-million dollar signing bonus versus his hundred thousand dollar signing bonus or whatever it is in college football, you know, it's an easy decision right now, unless you're really willing and ready to increase that bank in college football, which, you know, has yet to be seen yet. Yeah. I'm just wondering if they're going to tie it to the money. Oh, you want the money? You will see it through. Are you willing to sign up for that? Darren, and I'm saying, even if they do, it doesn't matter because, again, I'll write you the check in May. I don't but are care. Are you willing to give that I don't money care. back? What yeah, if you sure. Spent the money? Take it. I don't well, <laughs> what if well you've maybe spent it? May, well that's a whole different thing. <laughs> but yeah, even if you spent it, yeah, I'll write you a check in May. Or my we'll, agent. We'll continue, or my, or my agent, agent. will we'll front you some money. Yeah. You know, whatever until I get my signing bonus because I'm getting 23 million dollars yeah. from the Houston Texans. So I don't care about you and your 1.3. I don't care. I'll tell you what else something else I've thought about. I think coaches are going to start making less. Well, like these, the days of this money that's been doled out to these coaches, I think is over. Personally, I really do, because you mm-hmm. can't pay everybody top dollar. You can't. You, no. every, somebody's got to take a pay cut. It's not going to be the players, but they they already know this is what it is. Not if you want to compete. We'll see. Not if you want to be a big boy school. Possibly. We'll I'm see. just saying, Justin, the, you can't have hundred million dollar payrolls every year in college. 
You can't well, have 50 million well, every year. Well, who's to say the same people paying the coaches are the same people paying the players? No, I, I, it's a different pool of money. I'm just telling you, at some point, there somebody's not going to get paid the same, and I think it's going to be the coaches. Could be. All right, let's go to Tony. Let's sneak in him. Tony, what's up? Hey, Tony. Good afternoon, guys. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you. Darren, did you finish off the white trash? Uh, <laughs> let me just tell you. Uh, I'm angry at you and your wife. For the amount of exercise I feel like I need to do that I haven't done because I can't put that stuff down. So it is addictive. It is amazing. I also am angry at you guys because I, this is the season of sharing. I didn't feel the need to want to share with all the people that were in my house. I hit it and offered them well, other stuff. I will actually pass this on. I called on Friday morning to pogey them. I said, did uh, by chance, did Darren leave uh, any of the goodies my wife made for the station there? And they said, if it don't have our name on it, it's not here. <laughs> oh, was that supposed said, to be a well, Whoever got it good. I said, I know Darren was enjoying it. And I think. I don't know if Justin and Damon ate some. Of not a crumb, stuff. Tony. That not is a crumb. Not true. That is not, not, not I, true. I didn't have any. You refused, Damon. I, I you are my witness. I, I got, yeah, Damon he, was he, over here every he, break. He said his weight couldn't let him eat it you, anymore. You refused. <laughs> okay. Weight watchers. No, I'm just kidding. But I, I ate some. It was good. It was da Damon. Good. But when it was amazing how many breaks he he found his way over here <laughs> next to me. He I had to stop it. eating because of the car the chocolate, but it was good. But I, I did have to fight there to get some. Trying to figure out what it was yeah. called, but she calls it white trash. Yeah, we looked it up, and there's a lot of people that call it that. So I guess. There's various names, names yeah. out there. I, there's a, there's I stopped eating it after you told me the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Uh, that is something. Guys, you know, two things I want to talk, touch on here real quick. I know you got a guest coming up. Um, one is the calls and everything that uh, Brable alluded to. I did see, we all saw the face mask on the touchdown catch, and uh, they missed that or so. But then another, I did see a, another hands to the face on another play, not the one he was talking about. But, you know, you, you've got to understand the fact, you're a low-placed low team. You're not going to get the best A1 officiating crew in your game. So, I mean, that's that's what you're going to get. You're going to get the lesser-rated crews to come to, you know, the lesser-rated games. And that's what I think that we're going to see the next two also. And uh, the one other thing is... Uh, in By the way, it works the game, same with the broadcasting crew, too. I mean, that's just... Right. I mean, right. Well, I mean, just... Shots fired. Like, why why, shot. why that, was that necessary? That is true. I mean, <laughs> so are you telling me all broadcast crews are created equally? No, I'm equally? not saying that, Darren. Okay. I'm just saying why you... I'm just saying that's what happens. Like, all they're right, all then. ranked. Okay. All right, all right. You, you think they send the A crew to the 4-8 and eight team against the 3-9 and nine team? No. I understand. I understand. Don't. I understand. And guys, in this bowl game today, it's just real. It's real. I don't. What I hate is they had the military game, the Army Navy game, which is always last game of the year. 
both teams were five and six. So the winner's going to be six and six. But they went ahead and filled these bowl games. And we know why Minnesota's in there is because of grade point average. But I think they should have waited because of all people, if anybody that deserves some special time and just, you know, a celebration of their season should be a military school. And they went ahead and took a school five and seven because of the graduation rate to fill their bowl slot when they had two teams out there that were five and six and one was going to be six and six and they could have filled their bowl game with a military university, military school. And I think, I just thought in this bowl game, they did, I made too quick of a judgment on making sure they had somebody signed and filled in on that. So that's my take on, on that game there. And Darren, last thing, if I'll be quick, I do agree with you. This was a season coming into this year that I thought the tight, I thought that we all talked about it. It was a wide open division. It was going to be a weak division, but it was a wide open division for the taking. Somebody, and I can't believe we couldn't muster up enough talent and enough wins to win this division. And it's, you know, that's just my take on it. It was there for the taking, and we fell on our face. That's, and I thought you were right on that. So, guys, I'm going to leave you alone. Thank you, Tony. Listening and watching the show. So, thank you for everything. Glad y'all enjoyed the treat, and everybody had a good Christmas. Great story with uh, what y'all did on Christmas Day, Darren. It's just, it really touches your heart. It really does. I'm glad to help out in your little way I did. So, Appreciate thank you, buddy. It. Thank you, Tony. Yes. Thank you, Tony. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll head down to Florida. We'll check in with our man, Vince Ferrara. We'll do that next. Brian Dennis Roofing and Construction is asking listeners to please donate a toy to Toys for Tots this holiday season. You can make a difference in the life of a child. This message is brought to you by Brian Dennis Roofing and Construction, serving up to 45 miles from Nashville with quality and pride since 1994. Specializing in residential and light commercial, storm damage repairs, roofing, gutters, insurance claims, and much more. Call 615-484-1425. 615-484-1425. That's Brian Dennis Roofing and Construction. They're professionals who care. Granger presents the ones who get it done. As the college football season progresses, the excitement continues to grow with packed stadiums and cheering crowds. Each team still dreams of winning the college football national championship, but come January 1st, only four teams will remain in contention. The question is, will Georgia be one of the four, and can they pull off another championship for a three-peat? Only time will tell. The ones who get it done has been sponsored by Granger. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop on by. Say, for the ones who get it done, Granger is offering high-quality supplies and solutions for every single industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and the experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people even safer. So, call, click Granger.com, or just stop on by. Granger.com. Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the best of Rutherford County voting for best liquor store and top wine shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and southeastern Davidson counties and has beer on tap at its Growler Filling Station. 
Station City Slickers also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, and the Tennessee Lottery and can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers. Attention high school sports fans, are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in Tennessee needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. The TSU Tigers men's basketball team of fifth-year coach Penny Collins are coming off a top three OVC finish last season and looking for much more this season. Led by preseason all-conference guards Marcus Fitzgerald and Kenyon Hodges, the Tigers face an impressive non-conference schedule that includes Oregon, Lipscomb, Austin P, Indiana State, and Liberty and tip off a league play on December 28th at Gentry Center versus UT Martin. Hello, this is Greg Pogue inviting you to join longtime TSU broadcaster Albert Dawson on all of the games this season right here on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Back here on the McFarland Show here in the Strikers Bear Family Fun Center studio. Let's head down to Florida where Justin tells me during the break it's not so sunny. Well, it's not so Tampa-like. It's not so Tampa-like is what's going on down there. Uh, Vince, uh, first of all, good afternoon, sir. I hope you're doing well and Merry Christmas to you. Um, Yeah, Merry Christmas to you. The, the, the temperature down there in Tampa, this is according to weather.com, uh, 69 degrees tomorrow, 65 on Thursday. Friday, a high of 60. Saturday, a high of 61. I mean, what? What, what? What in the Tampa is going on? Yeah, first of all, weather on the fours brought to you by <laughs> fill in the blank. Uh, but... <laughs> Uh, I, I feel like Justin, you may be like trying to keep from me making you jealous about the <laughs> weather in Florida by downplaying just how much warmer it's going to be here. Well, that's true. Uh, yeah, I think that, yeah, I think that's what, what just happened there. Possible. <laughs> it is not up to my standards. I'll put it that way. I I was planning on plenty of beach time. Uh, being down here, and that has not really happened. The sun did come out this afternoon, uh, but it's been a couple days since that has happened. And, yeah, it's not the typical. I've been on the beach around this time of year plenty of times in the past, and you probably could, but it's not ideal in the rain and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's just kind of blah in the middle type of thing for for the most part. We're going to get some more rain, so – um, but, uh, but yeah, it's at least not in the 20. So I, I guess I feel better about that. Still six days away from the cheese bowl, the cheese at citrus bowl, yep. Tennessee, Iowa, they, they'll kick off at, I think noon our time. So one o'clock your time, I believe down in Orlando camping yep. world stadium. So mm-hmm. we were talking about this in the, in the last segment, it, I, I used to be a bowl snob. 
I used to be a guy that was playing bowl pools, bowl confidence pools. Loved them every year. Loved, couldn't wait for bowl season. Mm-hmm. Haven't done it in years. It's impossible to predict. You have no idea who's playing, who's opting right. out, who's in the portal, what coach has been fired, what coach is coaching. I mean, I, I, I can't. I just, I can't keep up with this stuff anymore. It's just, it's not fun. Uh, you, you, we were talking about the Florida State opt-outs. I was like, do they have a team left uh, for their game? So when, when you look at that, how, how's the roster situation looking like on the Tennessee side of things? And, and Darren, you're absolutely right about the that, and I, I'm the same way. In, in us working in radio, too, we'd, put, we'd have those be significant parts of our shows, right? Yes. Where as soon as those bowl matchups would, would come out, would start planning around this day, we're going to start doing these picks, and then we'll do our confidence uh, points and all that kind of fun stuff, and or maybe just SEC games or whatever. But but on top of all those things that you mentioned, then there was always, there's the, even the motivation factor that you have to take into account, which is even more impossible to try to to figure out. Uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. It is unfortunate, and it's hard enough. I cover Tennessee and talk about Tennessee on a daily basis, and it's hard for me as my job to keep tabs on it. And it's interesting. I know you'll 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 bring up the latest roster decision. Well, I guess I can just mention it. And running back Jabari Small. Like in order for me to stay organized and keep track of everything, I have kind of a a, a running sheet and category of players coming and going. And now today, I had to create a new category <laughs> with with Jabari Small, who uh, it was reported today that Jabari Small is opting out of the bowl game, but he hasn't announced his plans yet for his future, whether that means the NFL or means the transfer portal or means just coming back to Tennessee. That is not known yet. So I have a portal out category, which has 10 players right now that have left UT and hit the portal. I have a portal in category, which has five players that have come in, including four scholarship and one walk-on. I have a returning players list. I have a declared for the NFL draft list. By the way, there's four returners, or five actually, and then declaring for the NFL draft one in Jalen Wright. I have a decisions not announced yet, which has uh, eight more players right now. And now today I had to create an opt-out slash no decision on future yet category and list in Jabari Small. How is how are fans that maybe are in and out or, or or you know have work or or maybe even just casual fans, how are they supposed to keep track of all of this and much less know what to expect from their teams? It it's an unfortunate part of the portal and NIL and all that kind of stuff right now, the early signing period and all that. It's just great. Oh yeah, that's another thing. Is there's a bunch of new players, some of which are practicing with the team, but then some of those player those players that are practicing can't play, but they're practicing with it. It's just it's so much for everybody to to keep tabs on it. Um it really does take away from the bowl games. But to answer your question, uh Tennessee brought in a lot of players between the portal in and the early signing period. And so um, too much just to get in that answer if you want to follow up. But that they, they did they were able to replenish some players. But 
not necessarily for the bowl game, but for next season. Something else you don't see with Tennessee games. Over, under, 36 and a half. Half of their games this season, they scored 40 or more points. The over, under total for this game is 36 and a half for a Josh Heupel Tennessee football game. Yeah. Yeah, they averaged over that last year. Certainly hasn't been the case, but they, they still had some some good offensive games this year. Yeah, they didn't have the same offensive production, right. obviously, as last year. But I'm just saying 36, yeah. and, and I get it. It's Iowa. I mean, uh, they can't right. score, but their defense is really good. But they got all the opt-outs. You don't know who's playing. On the, I mean, well, we we just went through it. Some of the key players yeah. for Tennessee out. But 36, I never thought I'd see a Josh Heupel team that had an over-under of 36-and-a-half attached to it. Yeah, you're right, Darren. Going into the bowl games, it was the lowest over under out of any of the you know hundreds and hundreds of bowl games that are out there. Slight exaggeration, but uh, yeah. And then Iowa's typically they typically hit the under as well. So that I think that that's another reason why fans just have not had the energy and enthusiasm for this game. I do think it will ramp up the closer we get, uh, but. It, it, it just it hasn't been there, and the opponent has something to do with it, and all those reasons why it's hard to keep track of who's in and who's out. Uh, that, that's another reason why it is uh, it's difficult. But in, in a way, because of all the news in in the portal additions and the early signing period, I, I think with some of those exciting players, it's given some fans some at least some juice and excitement in looking ahead to next year that's where i think a lot of the focus has been so what do you i mean tennessee typically travels well especially a game down in florida but you know again it's iowa i don't know how sexy that win feels to them you know it's it's an iowa team that if you've watched them this season like i have they're as boring as all get out so what do you think the turnout is going to be down in Orlando. I mean, typically Tennessee takes over stadiums. I, I mean, what what are you expecting? What are you anticipating from just the vibe you're getting from listeners and the interaction on social media and what have you? I think what we get in terms of calls into our sports talk shows or what people are commenting on on social media or any of that kind of stuff, I don't think that impacts the fans that travel. I think, yeah, some are going to be like, no thanks, but I think there's plenty of fans that aren't out there on sports talk shows or on message boards or social media that are going to travel and go and take advantage of the opportunity to get to a great location where at least it is warmer in Orlando and go to a bowl game they haven't been to since the early 2000s. So I think it's it's going to be really well attended, and they have a – they have a vol walk uh, set up to go at 10:45 Eastern time uh, before the game with an exact location. So that's going to look amazing again. And there, you know, Danny White told us on the show last week that he thought by later that day that they were going to have all their ticket allotments sold out. That there were just a couple left. I haven't followed up on it because I've been on vacay most of the time, but I, I'm sure those are sold out of their allotments. So. Yeah, I think I think your Tennessee fans are, are going to be there in full, and they're going to dominate the stadium, and it's going to sound like kneeling 
uh, mobile kneeling, which is how it sounds <laughs> at all the other bowl games and, frankly, some road games as well. Maybe they'll let you use the cannon there in Raymond James if you guys are nice. Um, what motivates, as I see more and more UT players have found new, uh, new uh, places to go, to go to school. Vince, from your experience, what, what motivates a player to switch schools more than anything else? It's all over the place, Justin. And I, I think what what's happening for some, and this is not everybody, but you are an existing player that's been playing hard, practicing hard, doing everything, starting, selling out, sacrificing your body, all those kind of things. And maybe the NIL dollars haven't been massive, but then you – the way the NIL is just a free-for-all, the way you hear new incoming players, whether it's from the portal or high school players, get the kind of NIL opportunities before they've ever suited up in that uniform. And you start looking around saying, okay, wait, what's what's going on here? And it wasn't designed as a pay-for-play, but let's be honest, that's now a big part of the equation. I think that encourages players to go be the new guy that can get the sort of the new NIL money. Uh, But it it is different for some guys. It's a part of, of the, uh, of the equation, especially the, the higher rated guys, the higher rated guys can make football decisions still. And if maybe that's a tiebreaker, then they use it as a tiebreaker, but it shouldn't be the, the number one factor for, for some, they're still going to look at the football decision and then feel like, hey, if I do if I do great, um, then either I'm going to go make money in the NFL or I'm going to get even more NIL opportunities. So let me get where I can make the big money it, down the road in the league and set myself up for what's best there versus the short-term NIL money. And then maybe I don't, I'm not in the best position to get the long-term money. So everybody views it differently. There's different opinions on that. So it is across the board but right now the way it's structured especially if you know they don't do put a limit back on the on the second time transfer that might you know be left wide open then everybody can that's already transferred can transfer a second time for free not even counting grad transfers so it's going to make this even more of a of a free agency and and free for all so it's just it's just a tough time right now can you get into exactly the, uh, about the early signing period, who the who the Vols have brought on, and, and really uh, who the big splashes are, if, the, if there were any? Who, who are the big, big splashes that you think may define this program for the next couple of years that signed on? Yeah, it, it is. It's important in who they were able to bring in. The this signing class is headlined by a couple of guys that have five star ratings in in different rating system. The top rated guy is Mike Matthews on on three. He's a five stars, the industry uh, average, and he is the number 22 national player uh, in the in the industry uh, composite. Uh, he's from uh, Lil Burton, Georgia, Parkview High School. He's a big time talent uh, and, and a, a guy that can grow into his frame too. And then Jordan Ross is the edge rusher that is a five star on 24 seven, but industry standards, uh, four high, four star number 34 overall player. That's still really, really good. Just outside that five star range. He's that edge rusher, that twitchy 
long athletic edge rusher that they really need uh, on this team. Uh, a couple of other receivers that give them a chance for that difference maker type of guy that they did not have this year. They did with Jalen Hyatt, Braylon Staley, a wide receiver from Aiken, South Carolina, Boo Carter from Bradley Central in Chattanooga, a guy that can play offense or defense, just electric who may end up in the secondary because the the need there, but it would be awfully tempting to have him on offense. Um, and, and Jake Merklinger was the quarterback in this class, fits the system, really competitive guy. Maybe not the number one skill at number one skill in any one thing, whether it's arm strength or speed or, or any of that kind of stuff, two-way threat or any of that kind of stuff. But he's a fierce competitor, good size at six three. And he's just a winner, and I think he's a good fit with his running ability, his playmaking ability in this offense, and he's really smart. So um, I think those are the headline guys from this class. There's other really highly rated guys. The, the big thing for Tennessee was with that, they were able to add in the portal. Part of that signing day announcement for Tennessee was the number one tight end in the portal in Holton Stays from Notre Dame. Four touchdowns this year is two years. This past season had two years of eligibility left. Bring in Jermon McCoy, uh, a top 15 corner in the transfer portal from Oregon State, plays a true freshman this year, had a couple of interceptions, three years of eligibility for him. Uh, Jacoby Thomas, the, the safety from Middle Tennessee, he has a couple of years eligibility he flipped from being committed to Oregon State he's originally from Tullahoma and then their latest addition in the portal is Chris uh, Brazel a 6-5 receiver from Tulane that had an excellent year 711 receiving yards five touchdowns yes three years of eligibility so another guy that adds to that wide receiver group they need difference making talent there they did not have that this year they addressed it they addressed the tight end um, and so, they, and they're not done. I don't think in the in the portal. So, I think a good group when you combine the portal and that early signing period was still a chance to to add some more players before it's all said and done. Not only in the February signing period, but also when you get into that spring transfer portal window that'll reopen back up. Vince, appreciate it as always. Enjoy your time down in Florida. Happy New Year, and we look forward to uh, getting your reaction to the game. Uh, next Tuesday. Absolutely. I'll go down uh, or go up to Orlando on Friday for media day. So have some thoughts there and see what those guys are saying. And then uh, glad to talk about it next week. And for those of you looking for a social media post of my mom's amazing cooking, uh, I'm going to compile those all together rather than taunt everyone with post after post on social media. So we'll put those out later on in my trip. Good call. Good call. Yeah. Make (laughs) us feel worse about what we've already eaten and then have to sit there and see that. Uh, Great stuff, Vince. Appreciate it. Enjoy your time down there, and we'll talk next week. All right, sounds good. Happy New Year, everybody. Appreciate you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, sir. Ferrara, our man down in Tampa. Of course, the Vols play in Orlando against Iowa on uh, New Year's Day, and it'll be, I think, a noon kickoff our time. So appreciate Mm -hmm. Vince Ferrara joining us. 99.1, the sports animal. There in Knoxville, he does a morning show with John Wilkerson. We'll take a break. Wide open the rest of the way, 615-844-5600. If you want to get involved, 
as you listen to The McFarland Show, Nashville Sports Radio. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. Package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer lease it's StarLeasing.com to learn more. Your brain is an amazing thing, but as you get older, it naturally begins to change, causing a lack of sharpness or even trouble with recall. Thankfully, the breakthrough in Prevagen helps your brain and actually improves memory. The secret is an ingredient originally discovered in jellyfish. Based on a clinical study of subgroups of individuals who are cognitively normal or mildly impaired, Prevagen has been shown to improve memory. A Pharmacy Times National Survey of Pharmacists rated Prevagen the number one pharmacist-recommended memory support brand for the fifth year in a row. You can find it in the vitamin aisle in stores everywhere without a prescription. Help your memory. Try Prevagen today. Prevagen. Healthier brain better life. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's $5,000, $50,000, or $500,000, we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids. No matter where you are, call now. 800-617-0239. Don't lose hope. TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. There is zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. You don't need to be afraid of the IRS any longer. End your tax nightmare today by visiting us online at tra.com or call 800-617-0239. That's 800-617-0239. Tax Relief Advocates, real solutions for real people. In a single moment, everything can change. When a player's sudden cardiac event brought a national football game to a halt, it shone a spotlight on the importance of CPR readiness. Now, with youth sports in full swing, the American Heart Association is rallying parents and coaches to be ready in an emergency. To be ready, learn hands-only CPR. It's a skill anyone can learn in minutes. Visit heart.org slash hands-only CPR and become a lifesaver today. It's the NFL on Sports USA, and we're in the Emerald City as the Pittsburgh Steelers come into Seattle to take on the Seahawks. The Hawks know how to fly thanks to Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Geno Smith throwing a slant by the goal line. Is it caught? Yes! Touchdown, DK Metcalf! The Steelers always get the stop thanks to the electric defense of TJ Watt. It's the Steelers at the Seahawks this Sunday on Sports USA. Coverage begins at 3 p.m. live on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Six one five eight four four fifty six hundred here on this Tuesday afternoon. We're live here in the Strikers Bear Family Fun Center studio. 
Love to talk to you. Get your reaction to stuff. We'll have our NFL Top 10 tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Speaking of that, let's go to Eric. He's up next. Eric, what's up? Guys, let me say, first of all, I hope you guys had a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Eric. Thank you. We did. You too. Okay. And let me say this right now off the top. I will admit, right now, the best team in the NFL is the Baltimore Ravens, and they still may be this that way. I'll say this. With the new offensive coordinator, the way they're playing, this is probably their best shot to get to the Super Bowl because I think they're definitely better than that 13-3 team that the Titans beat in the playoffs. But I will also say this, guys. I'm just going to be cautious. It's going to be interesting to see what happens Sunday against Miami Dolphins. I wouldn't be surprised if they won. I also wouldn't be surprised if they lost either way. But if they get the number one seed, they'll get the bye. And more than likely, they could either be playing the Cleveland Browns or the Buffalo Bills in their first-round opponent. But if they get to the Super Bowl, I will definitely call these airways and apologize about the Ravens. But one of the reasons I, I do think also, it's it's real quick, Eric. I, I do think it's yeah. kind of funny how look, and I I don't want to be the guy that's taking up for the Ravens because I have no interest yeah. in taking up for the Ravens. Yeah. But you you talk about the Ravens like they're the Lions or the Browns or the, I mean they they've won two Super Bowls in the last couple of decades. I mean it's I mean, not like they're strangers. To a Super Bowl. No, I'm, 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 I'm not saying that there's the strangers. You're right. John Harbaugh has won the Super Bowl. But the thing is, you know, and whether it's fair or not, they're 1-3 and three in the playoffs, and Lamar Jackson has struggled in the playoffs. And he's had some great seasons, but that has happened. I'm not making that up. And I and, and listen, I'm not saying that because I want him to fail. I don't. I want him to succeed. But I, what I'm saying is this is set up for him probably to have his best shot. And if they don't do it this year, I mean, you're going to have to start saying it, guys, because he's going to enter seventh year next year if he doesn't do it this year. I think he can, but I'm not saying he can't. But I'm just saying, but that's how much pressure I think is on the Ravens if they don't do it this year, whether it's fair or not. It's that they're going to start comparing them, whether it's fair or not, to the Cowboys about playoff failures. I'm not saying that's definitely going to happen, but I think they need to do that. But what I was saying, guys, is just this year's just been so interesting. Have different weeks at different points of the season. Who we said has been the best team in football from the NFC, whether it's the Cowboys or the Eagles or the San Francisco 49ers, who we said was now, and after what happened last night, they're not. From the AFC, we said the Kansas City Chiefs, we at one point thought the Miami Dolphins were the best team because they put up 70 points against the uh, Denver uh, Broncos. And, of course, a month, month and a half ago, yeah, we would say— That's we, why we do we, it, Eric. That's You're, you're yeah, literally yeah. saying this is why we do yeah. it every week because yeah, yeah. you tell me— if you can predict the NFL, there's a reason why it's the number one sport. Like, just yeah, think yeah, about yeah, what yeah, happened yeah. this weekend. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. think about it. What happened yeah. this weekend? The what was on the line for those teams? The Denver Broncos are playing at home in a must-win situation, Patriots. and they lose to the Patriots. To yeah, Bailey yeah. Zappi. Yeah. Explain that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. The Chiefs lose at home to the Raiders. By the way, Antonio yeah, yeah. Pierce. Hung yeah. what sixty five yeah. on the Chargers the yeah. week before sixty three, and then yeah. went to and Kansas char- City and beat them on Christmas Day. How about that? And ch- and, and the Chargers almost beat the Bills on yes. Saturday night, even though nobody here. I know, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Think about and, what was uh, on the line. Could you imagine? Yeah, yeah. if the McDermott would have gotten fired at the yeah, end of the season, yeah, if they yeah. didn't make the playoffs, mm-hmm. yeah, it yeah, may yeah, still, yeah. it may still it not still. make the playoffs. Yeah, and, and the and the quarterbacks for. For, for the Raiders didn't complete a pass. I know. The, I know. The final it's three crazy. Quarters. I you know. know. It's just it's it, it's just crazy, guys. Because a month and a half ago, we were saying that Philadelphia Kansas City was a Super Bowl preview, but now we're saying that last night. But anyway, guys. And again, I, I'm just saying I definitely think it is set up for the Ravens to do it, guys. This year, we'll see. And I and to be honest with you, I actually hope they do. 
But if they fall short, it's it it will come out whether it's fair or not that Lamar Jackson, whatever what happens in the playoffs, it'll be his record, and he'll be in his seventh year next year, and not gotten to the Super Bowl, whether it's fair or not. That that will be brought up, like it is for Dak. For instance, he's going to be entering next year. I believe his ninth season. Well, Dak hasn't even been close. I mean, da- I mean, yeah. I get it. Lamar hasn't either. But Dak, they have these guys haven't even been close yet. No. Yeah, so, no, you're right, no. and they may and, and they may not get close this year. I know. Was not mm-hmm. surprised they lost to Miami Sunday. Real, real quickly on the Titans, and then I'll, yeah. I'll get off, guys. Uh, you know, uh, we can talk about officiating and stuff like that. And I'm not saying that officials have it in for the Titans. I did agree with that. Rough in the past call was a terrible call, but there were a couple of times where you saw it. I guess one where Seattle got the uh, where it got the kick, and the guy tried to avoid hit him, and the guy threw a forearm. And there was another I forget where it was where a cheap shot was thrown by a Seattle player. And I don't know if it was frustrating, frustration by the way the Titans were playing them and stuff. And, uh, you know, but it is what it is. But I'm one of these guys that, guys, I want to win every game. I know people say we should lose to get a high draft pick. But if I've got a chance to op- not opportunity to knock the Houston Texans and the Jacksonville play- Jaguars out of the playoffs, that's my attitude. If we're not going, you're not going either. You, you, you're not telling me that people would relish the idea of knocking the team out of the playoffs, especially the Texans keep them from potentially, and I'm not saying it's going to happen, to get in the playoff run and go to the Super Bowl. You know, I would think, you know, if you're a true fan, you're going to want them. If we can't go, you can't go either and knock you out of the playoffs. Because how does that work for us about losing and getting a high draft pick? That's worked too well. Yeah, that's but, interesting. Uh, get off. Eric, thank you, man. Guys, y'all take care. We'll talk to you soon. Same to you. Well, yeah. that's, a, that's an interesting. Here's, here's, here's the bad news. One of them's going to the playoffs because one of them's going to win the division. So either Houston or Jacksonville. I know Indianapolis is also in the mix no, there. But, I mean, you know, one of them is going to win the division and one of them is going to move on to the playoffs, and, and that's just how it is. And I know that the team hasn't had the best luck with high draft picks, and I get all that. But the higher the draft pick, the more opportunity you have to pick somebody who's probably pretty good. Mm-hmm. There's no guarantee, as we've seen, but the opportunity is there to pick somebody who's probably going into Canton. But And by the way, just because you pick somebody in this franchise has had two Hall of Fame offensive linemen and zero Super Bowls. So, I mean, even that and two Hall of Fame offensive linemen playing in their prime at the same time with a Hall of Fame quarterback in their prime and zero Super Bowls to show for it. It's a slippery slope, but I see both sides. Also, the Ravens part, again, I don't want to defend them, but they've won two Super Bowls since the Titans have been here. So true. I mean, it's like I want to make fun of organization. I want to make fun of them too, but you know they won two Super Bowls. Very the Titans capable organization. <laughs> we'll come back. We'll wrap up Tuesday's edition of the McFarland Show next. And now, Paramount Roofing and Exteriors is reminding motorists to slow down on our roadways, keep an eye out for kids at play, and never text and drive. This message is brought to you by Paramount Roofing and Exteriors, serving Middle Tennessee. For all your roofing and exterior needs, give the pros a call today at 615-635-1790. 615-635-1790. That's Paramount Roofing and Exteriors, LLC. Going the extra mile for safety. They're professionals who care. In Tennessee, 967,430 people struggle with hunger and 295,570 of them are children. That's one in seven who struggle with hunger. 
and one in five are children. People who are hungry are not necessarily living on the streets. They may be in your child's classroom, in your neighborhood, or just down the street. In addition, many of these people live in food deserts, which are areas more than 10 miles from the nearest grocery store. Often there are limited resources to get food and the only option is fast food or convenience markets. While processed food may help with hunger pangs, it provides little to no nutrition. What began in 2008 as a dream to buy land, grow food, and give it away has recently developed into a way to serve and impact more individuals in the community. God has blessed our mission to be a healthy food source to those in need so much, By Faith Farm had to create a nonprofit to continue meeting the need in the community on a larger scale. Visit ByFaithFarm.com to get involved. That's ByFaithFarm.com. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-462-3333. That's 800-462-3333. 800-462-3333. Are you ready for a touchdown of flavor and excitement? Look no further than Sam's Place and Sam's Sports Grill. The ultimate destination for great food, fantastic drinks, and game time atmosphere that will have you cheering for more. Sam's is the place for every sports fan and food lover with over 40 TVs at every location. Sam's has a family-friendly atmosphere where everyone can have a blast. From their friendly staff to awesome kids' menu, they've got something for everyone. Online at samsplace.net or samsportsgrill.com or call and find the nearest location to you. At Sam's, the game is always on and the fun never stops. It's a Bill King Show. We are college football-centric. That is the sun that warms our planet that we live on. Our planet actually isn't flat or round. It's an oblong spheroid, and we are here to proselytize about it, edify it every day on this here radio show. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. Back here on the McFarland Show, Darren and Justin here with you. A couple minutes left. Predators have been rolling, right? We talked yes, they about have. their five and ten start and how they've played since then. But man, Saturday afternoon, man, that was Jeez. brutal. Jeez, how did that happen? Brutal. I don't care how hardcore you are, but like, there's no amount of lipstick you can put on that pig. I like, mean, you just don't can't, turn away from the TV. You can't. <laughs> lose that game in that fashion. You don't even go to overtime. No, you got zero points. Think about it. You're up a goal yeah. at home against a division foe. Yeah. With 15 seconds to go. And you can't. And you lose in regulation. How, how does that happen? <laughs> well, two quick goals. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> and one of them, by the way, I, I, the tying goal, did you see who it was? Yeah, uh, Craig well, Smith. One of the, I mean, former, I, uh, former Titan, I've, former Predator. He's one of the 
guys I've probably gotten the closest to over the years. He's yeah. Definitely up there at the top. Veteran. He's veteran a, at this point. He's a great, great human being. I love Craig Smith. Man. I hated that it was him, but I'm, you know, if it was if it was gonna happen, I guess I'd rather it be him if it was gonna happen. But it was yeah, it was that is that is it was amazing. Craig Smith who tied it up and then they scored right after that. It was brutal. It was that a brutal is, loss. Is pure insanity. Pure insanity. Yeah. To that, lose that, that game. That's like how that. you have to go into the break. Into the Christmas break. Yeah. A loss like that. Wash that down with some eggnog. <laughs> Eggnog and some good luck with that. Fill in the blank. Yeah, whatever. Man, your choice. Man, man, I can't imagine if you were on your way to the car. Right, right. How about the people like let's let's get out of it's Saturday. We still got the rest of yeah. our Saturday. Beat the traffic. Tomorrow's Christmas Eve. Yeah, yeah let's just go. Let's They're up the two one. You know, yeah, beat the traffic. It's over. Great. But look, there's thirty seconds left. Uh, let's get out of here. What? There's 15 what seconds. What do you mean they left. lost? I mean, in 15 seconds, you just get up. You were going to stay, but like there's 30 seconds or there's a minute left. We can leave. It's We've good. all been that guy at some point. You know, you're you're on the bus or something. Can you believe the end of that game? Uh, yeah, Preds won. What a great win. Justin. No. My, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law who were in the house this weekend with their kids. They live in Knoxville. They were at the Dolphins-Titans game. Ah. And they left. Yeah. People were leaving. Yeah. People were leaving yeah. in droves. Yeah. Oops. Right. So to your point, yes, it happens. Yeah. All the time. Can you people, believe that? People miss the historical comeback. Great win by the Preds. Yeah, man. 2-1. What? <laughs> what? No. What? No, you didn't stay to the end. It was 3-2 Dallas. What could have what? happened at the there end? There was 15 seconds left. What? Nothing happened. I mean, what could have happened? <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for our show. Today, uh, by the way, the Preds will be back on the ice tomorrow. More of the McFarland Show tomorrow, too. We'll see you then. Sports Radio. This is the Zach Gelb Show.